Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I think it was when I was in a job I started realizing the word reality had just being co-opted to mean anything pessimistic. And so I got really curious, which I encourage everyone to do. You know, don't try to reprogram yourself, try to get curious about what is actually realistic in a situation. So for example, if someone going to come to me and say, maybe even they have a business uh, or they're in a job and say I can't possibly change this because I can't make enough money uh doing the thing i want to make or i can't make i can't make enough money doing anything else and i really, i first thing i ask is well what else would you want to do and often they come back and say i don't know and i'm like so you're basing your ideas on what of what's realistic based on an alternative you don't even know yet yeah that you haven't you know what i mean like that's what we need we need to reclaim those and you get that through connection through who you surround yourself by and through stories not to say you're going to surround yourself by people that're going to tell you to you know jump off and the net will appear but that can be appropriate sometimes um but it's just to say we need to to give ourselves the best chance possible if we want to be able to be who we are how you dare how you dare that was the voice of Marion Cantwell and it was really really interesting talking to her because she is someone who like me embraces her weird she talks about how everyone else can do the same and her story is interesting she's definitely a TCK a third culture kid she grew up in multiple parts of the world and like many of you listening she had a bit of an identity crisis a bit of a moment where she wasn't quite sure who she was and so she had to go through this moment of deep self awareness and then find a way to to connection which also led to her an understanding of her environment and how she can embrace what her true essence is and she talks about this concept of being a free range human essentially how not to be uncaged uh how not to be caged rather how to be uncaged and it's an interesting interesting interview because i really love how she dives into these concepts but i also love her story more you know i think a lot of people when you really want to understand who they are and why they do what they do you have to dig deeper into her story so her book comes out the second edition of uh, a free range human at this point it's been out for about a week or so so make sure you get it you know the first edition was a bestseller it's one that you definitely want to get and it's one that has a lot of tips for you to be a free range human you want to embrace your weird i can't leave this intro without continuously thanking you you know my book is a month old now it's a month old i can't believe it it's a month old and you know um you know i i've gotten some of the numbers and it's been all thanks to you a lot of you are buying the book you're sharing the book you're sending me uh your your, your thoughts on instagram i, I want to ask if you've bought the book please leave a review on amazon it helps greatly with the algorithms and please just you know let me know what you think of the book i really want to hear your thoughts and uh share with your friends you know 
holiday season is here so uh you know, whatever you know denomination you are whether you're, you're christian muslim jewish any religion you have i mean i'm sure you have holidays to, uh, coming up make sure you uh consider this as a gift anyways enough plug in the book uh the book is use your difference to make a difference and marion's book is free range human how to be a free range human and we will have the links to both in the show notes but for now enjoy the episode Welcome, everybody, to another episode of As Told by Nomads. And today's guest is Marin Cantwell. Marin is the author of Be a Free Range Human and the founder of Free Range Humans. We're going to be talking about the idea of learning how to, well, not necessarily fit in, how to make sure your weirdness is your edge. And she is someone who is definitely someone that has found her edge by being weird. She grew up in Australia and she she's lived between London and LA. She's testing out New York now. And, um, you know, she's found her favorite places in, in some of the uh, most random places in the world. And I, I love the fact that she's fascinated by personality profiles. And we're going to be talking a lot about travel, a lot about her story and how she really came to develop this niche and this expertise and making sure that people cherish who they are. Welcome to the show, Marion. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Well, the, the pleasure is mine. And, and I'm always curious about stories. Stories are my favorite thing in the world. So when was the first time you realized that you were different? Uh, when I was really young. Um, I grew up in Australia. Uh, my mother was Mauritian, French Mauritian. Uh, met my my dad in South Africa. My dad was British. Uh, they had me in Australia, and I grew up speaking French. So there's there's a lot that going on there that would give even a young kid a pretty good idea that they didn't fit in. Mm-hmm. Uh, on top of that, I was a total nerd. Um, I could read fluently from the age of three, so I was like an overachieving nerd who had a weird accent. And so I I kind of grew up with an identity of always being on the edge. And I think that's really carried forward into everything I do today. I can see. I can see that. And the idea of, you know, obviously being in Australia, having a Mauritian, uh, Mauritian mom and then speaking, you know, French, which, by the way, this is my favorite language. I love French. I love speaking <laughs> French. So one day I want to host a podcast fully in French just just to uh, to, to reach that to reach that audience because I, I never I do a lot. With my, I never do a lot with my French. But. I got I got to ask this question because I, I I identify with the identity crisis that one has at such a young age, but now you say your weirdness is your edge. But back then, was did you see it? Did you see it as being an edge, or were you trying to fit in? Back right when I was really young, I was definitely trying to fit in. I was very much. I definitely wasn't someone who wanted to be different, but I couldn't help but be different in how I showed up, in what I valued, in how I spoke. Um, But I think there was a little piece of me that maybe it was quite a stubborn piece that never didn't try that hard to fit in. I wanted to, but when it came down to the crunch, was I going to adapt how I spoke? I wasn't. Um, When it came to the stuff I was meant to be interested in. I think the problem is I'm not very good at faking it. I'd be a really bad actor. And so I'd want, I'd want to try, but like, I just, I can't fake enthusiasm. I can't fake something for for more than about 10 seconds. And so I reconciled myself to the fact that I would just do really well at whatever it is that I did, even in school. I mean, I do my own thing. I ended up when I was in high school, I 
was kind of bored. So I ended up founding the school newspaper because I was super interested in, in, like you, in stories, in journalism. I ended up doing all these sort of side projects just because if you don't fit, and this is where I started realizing your weirdness is your edge. If you don't fit, then you can either expend all your energy in making yourself a smaller version of yourself in order to be a shadow version of everyone else who does naturally fit, or you can kind of be forced to find your own path. Um, And I think that's kind of what I end up doing. And I guess it's carried through. Uh, It's like, you can't help being weird. What are your, what are your, um, your options at that point? No, no, it certainly carried through because for you and your career, you don't do the traditional um, nine to five. It almost feels like you you've created your own path. You charted your own course. And I am now going to play the devil's advocate here where uh, what if I've, you know, I'm in a job, right, that I hate, but I can't really quit or I've convinced myself that I can't really quit. And, you know, it's sort of this, this, this corporate gig where I have to continue to, to push through this hamster wheel in order to pay for my family, pay my debts and things like that. How do you talk to that person and tell them that they can find something that really maximizes their potential? You know, how do you get into the mindset of that person? I think it would depend on what that, where that person was um, in their life and what they valued the most. Um, we all make choices at different times. And sometimes the people I meet will be really inspired by the idea of quitting their job and traveling the world. But the reality is, and I actually find that was a huge proportion of people that um, end up you know, coming across my work. The reality is they just really want a place in the world where they feel like they fitted. They didn't want to feel like they were squishing themselves into a box and having this awful experience. And there's often, there's often a third way. Uh, it's not all about living from Bali, working on your laptop, even though I've done that for many years. Um, and it's not all about being in the worst job in the world where your boss is bullying you also being there by the way, in a tall building and working all hours for a company that doesn't give a damn about you done that as well. There, there are options in between, but you have to just know where you are, who you are, what your influences and how are you actually approaching this question? Cause if you start approaching it from the perspective of this is definitely the best that can ever happen to me and I'm completely stuck and there's the only thing that's valuable about me are, is kind of the layers that I've put on myself in order to fit into this world. Things that are innate to me can't have any value. The things that I've spent all this time squishing down, maybe the fact that, say, you're an extrovert in a field of very detail-oriented introverts, for example, or the opposite. If you spent your life squishing that down, then the first part of the conversation we need to have is about that, not about what you can do, whether you can quit your job, what this or that. We need to deal with that because your options come from that place. And this is why, by the way, the the weirdness is your edge thing came about because I realized that all these conversations of changing your life, they were fairly academic until you understand what you have to offer other than the things that you've layered on and other than your job description. And that's the core of it, because I mean, your life opens up so much more once you realize what you actually have underneath. Sounds to me like you're saying this all boils down to self-awareness, right? Oh, Under- massively. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. And the the way we approach self-awareness as, as a world, as a tribe, well, world of tribes, is that, you know, sometimes depending on where you are, you, you more than most people notice, depending on the culture, you're supposed to be a certain way. Uh, you're supposed to act a certain way. You're supposed to be at a certain place by a certain age. And when you start to lose yourself as you grow older and you, quote unquote, fall into a job or you find that you're unhappy somewhere that seemingly in the outside you're supposed to be happy in. I think what you're saying is you have to look inward and realize what it is that you truly want. Who are you really? And, and how, how is that, uh, that Venn diagram, uh, how is the intersection of that Venn diagram meet up? Absolutely. I say that's step one. Absolutely. And the second step, um, which I think really resonate with you is around connection. Um, which I know is something you're big on around the who do you have around you and what are the stories you're internalizing is the second thing I'd tell people. I mean, people listen to your podcast or are probably already thinking like this, but you know, if someone did come to me and say, well, there's nothing I can do, I'd say, well, number one, like, let's start with the basics. And number two, what are the stories that you're actually living and internalizing? Quite often when you've had such influences that tell you that any way other than the way you've lived is unrealistic how can you fight against what you believe to be unrealistic? You know, unless you decide, you know, most of us want to be a realistic person. And so I, I would challenge people at that point to say, look, the game isn't to convince yourself that you should be an unrealistic rebel. The game is to really redefine and reclaim what realistic means. So I believe that realistic is a word that has been completely co-opted to mean pessimistic. Yep, and you, just, you know what I'm talking about, right? It gets twisted. So you never hear, I bet you hear this a lot in uh, in New York, for example. You never hear someone say, um, you, know, you, you tell someone you're going to New York and they don't tend to say, oh, great thing you're going to New York. It, it's, it's a really safe, friendly city. Like You're probably more likely to hear someone say, oh, be careful out there. You know, yeah. it's a hard world. And I'm like, no, like the reality of most of the day-to-day, even in this city, is that you walk out the door and guess what? You don't get killed. Like that's actually the reality of the day to day. Your odds are you're not going to get killed today. But that's not how people talk. They say when you say get realistic, it doesn't mean get realistic. You're probably not going to get mugged when you walk out the door. It means get realistic. It's a harsh world. And once once uh, it was actually a real moment in my life when I realized and I think it was when I was in a job, I started realizing the word reality had just being co-opted to mean anything pessimistic. And so I got really curious, which I encourage everyone to do. You know, don't try to reprogram yourself. Try to get curious about what is actually realistic in a situation. So, for example, if someone going to come to me and say, maybe even they have a business uh, or they're in a job and say, I can't possibly change this because I can't make enough money uh, doing the thing I want to make, or I can't make, I can't make enough money doing anything else. And I will, I first thing I ask is, well, what else would you want to do? And often they come back and say, I don't know. And I'm like, so you're basing your ideas on what, of what's realistic based on an alternative you don't even know yet. Yeah. That you haven't, you know what I mean? Like that's what we need. We need to reclaim those. And you get that through connection through who you surround yourself by and through stories, not to say you're going to surround yourself by people that are going to tell you to you know, jump off and the net will appear, but that can be appropriate sometimes. Um, but just to say we need to, to give ourselves the best chance possible if we want to be able to be who we are. So self-awareness and uh, be very mindful of your environment. Make sure that your environment uh, is one that leads to connection. My best friend always says, follow your curiosity. 
and it's, it's something that, I, that I've, I've always, you know, kept in mind. But it's interesting that you talked about how people sometimes don't know what it is that they want to do. They just know they want more. And mm-hmm. I, I do believe that the quote unquote has robbed us of our dreamers <laughs> um, because, uh, yeah, because, you know, there's obviously there's nothing wrong with quote with quote unquote being unrealistic but I, I love how you said it's actually a synonym now for pessimism because when i think about the the wright brothers or people that have come up with the greatest inventors going to the moon flying airplanes at some point someone probably told them you know that there's such a thing called gravity right you know you're not really gonna go up and fly fly over there what do you mean you know and <laughs> i don't know why i had a that accent. <laughs> I think I was going like for one of those old time presidents. Yeah, but, I was um, going to say that, that was like an old time accent. But it's interesting where you someone has to dare to think differently. Now, Absolutely. That, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the definition of fitting out and making sure that you 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 stay true to who you are. So, okay, first step is um, self awareness. Second step is connection. Um, I also think. There's something interesting with your story that sort of aligns between these two things here. We'll talk about your personality type later on because I'm very curious about that. But you noticed as you were figuring out who you are and then working through your connections that you're very open about your living on and off with anxiety and having bouts of depression. Yeah. This is this is a big deal in, in today's world in sense of uh, this when you admit things like this, uh, and I'm someone that... that there's dealt with anxiety, uh, PTSD. When you when you admit things like that, some, that can be a very limiting story if you tell yourself the wrong version of it. Um, and you can also use that to sort of prevent your growth or stunt your growth. I'm curious as to how you found that that transparency with these type of um, um, moments in your life, or the the fact that you, you have anxiety and you've had depression in the past led you to actually grow your business and your personal development. Oh, compl- oh my gosh. I'm so glad you brought that up. It's actually, until a few years ago, I didn't talk about it, um, mostly because I didn't know I had it. Um, right. I, yeah, this is the weirdest thing for me was I, I wasn't someone who had an identity as being you know, anxious or depressive. I didn't have those. I knew what I knew that those things existed. I didn't know that much about them. And I was pretty sure it wasn't me, right? Because <laughs> you, you can hear me now. I'm pretty enthusiastic. I'm generally fairly positive. I was like, I didn't, I didn't identify as any of those things. Now with the knowledge I have, I look back over my life and it 100% has been a story of someone who has worked with very intense anxiety and depression. I didn't know that. Um, so I think I was really lucky in a sense. I was lucky not to know it. But the the reason that I think it's so important I speak out about it now is it was only when I took it seriously that I was really able to turn it into even more of a strength. Um, and it's influenced every part of my business and my life. Um, so the the first thing is I'd say is my everyone has a different version of it, but my version of how especially anxiety shows up for me is I can't kid myself. You know, I, I can't when I was in a job, I again in a job I didn't know I had these things. I would I was working in a really intense job um in a, in a strategy consultancy and I would get knocked by things that other people wouldn't. 
get knocked by. And I was doing my best. Like I was, you know, I was the one who'd show up in the morning. I'd stay late at night. I was really committed. I wanted to sort everything out. Um, but despite all that wanting and despite my view of myself as a very type A person, I would get, if, if I'd get this awful client and I would literally start stuttering and not be able to speak. And I would just be in tears in the bathroom. I'd have days where I couldn't leave the house because I was too afraid of the world outside. And that was so at odds with how I showed up in the world. So that was my internal world. And then I show up and I couldn't talk about it because it was almost like a weird blip or like waking up from a dream afterwards. And I go in these cycles. It was the real reason I actually quit my job, which I actually talk about in the second edition of my book, Be a Free Range Human. I didn't talk about it in the first edition, but in the new updates um, coming out uh, in 2019, I do talk about that because the real reason I quit my job was I realized one day that this weird thing that I had where I couldn't seem to handle as much as other people meant that I didn't want to rise any further in what I was doing. Um, I was already at a sort of a director level in what I was doing at a pretty young age. Um, and I looked at it and I was like, this is just more and more of the things that seem to to make my mind freeze. Uh, I didn't know that that was called anxiety <laughs> at the time. But I was like, okay. this thing that happens. And therefore, I'm going to have to craft a career based on who I am. And I share this because now I look back at free range humans at the book, be a free range human and the whole movement that started behind it, you know, it started 10 years ago and it grew up in, especially in the UK and now it's going overseas as well. It got a big movement. The book ended up being a bestseller in the UK translated around the world and the core of it, the difference behind it that made it different from so many other things out there was that it was written by someone who didn't go I want to quit my job to travel the world and be an entrepreneur. It was, I did do that, but the reason behind it and the why behind everything is I want to be who I am and make the most of who I am without having to put myself into someone else's box. And it came from that much gentler, much more personalized space. And it's attracted a very different audience and a lot of love around it since. And so I look back and I think, if I didn't have that about myself, this ability to, to not be able to fake it, to even if I tell myself I'll just get over it, my body shuts down. I can't even think. Like I'll get ill. I'll be in bed. I'll just be like, it's like I can't, everything's black. And I don't have any say in that. And so I look at the thing that is probably the most difficult in my life, and I've had very bad experiences with it. At the same time, it's genuinely been my biggest gift. Because if I could kid myself, I'd still be in a job or I'd still at the most I'd have quit my job and started a business and done it in a way that wasn't me. Um, does that make sense? Like, that's that makes a lot of talk about it so much. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. And thank you for sharing that. And I, I, I love how you, you, you basically just said if you didn't identify your anxiety or, or the cause of it, or even acknowledge it, you wouldn't be where you are today, which is, which is an interesting, interesting thing to, to acknowledge because when people, have anxiety and when people are you know going through depression sometimes the only thing that they can see right now is what's in front of them or what's oh, yeah. what they're missing out on because of head over to hulu this march where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long catch the acclaimed movie all of us strangers starring paul muscal and andrew scott Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. 
So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. What they're dealing with. Oh, and- I get I get that. In that, I was just to interrupt for a second. Is that in that moment? Yeah. No, none of this is happening in that moment. <laughs> but yeah. here's the thing. I'll tell you some cool, cool stuff around it that could be helpful. If anyone's listening in and has yeah. that, um, well, one thing I would say is in the moment, I mean, you're not going to be that positive about things. So like, don't add that to the weight of it. Um, but, you know, that's that's a moment. Um, and that's however long that moment lasts. But what I would say is the reason that I'm so passionate about what I do now and how I live now is that we've set up everything about how I work to work with who I am, including that part of myself. So for example, um, and I, I talk about this in the new edition of the book, um, in any courses that I run, I don't run them by myself because I want to make sure there's someone else there just in case, just in case it doesn't happen that often, but just in case I end up having a week that's really difficult I don't want to be in a position to have to support a group of people by myself. And so I always have a really good person next to me. And we've never had a problem because of that. Uh, we, I know that I need huge chunks of time off. And so I've structured all of my work so that I can be off for three months at a time. And then I'm back and I'm full of like incitement, enthusiasm and projects. And so it's all these little things. And I would say that like with anything, we talk about your weirdness being your edge, whatever form that takes, the flip side of that is that it's not naturally your edge. It only becomes your edge when you create the environment for it, which is what we miss out. Usually we, we only talk about fitting in and hiding who you are or this very sort of over glamorized version that everyone should accept you as you are or should reward you for it. It's like actually this third way in the middle where we create the terms and the environment. And that's what I'd say to anyone who's going through it now is, do whatever you can to to create the environment even a little bit more in what you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. That's so good. That is so good. And I, I love I love the the uh, ping pong game you play with your with these questions where it's self environment self environment self environment environment self environment self. <laughs> and it, it seems to be the yeah. running theme with uh w- with what you're doing. So let's go to your story then. So you 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 then decided to find your niche. How did you find your niche and really essentially become who you are today with your career? Um, so how do I find what I'm doing now? Uh, yeah. Well, th- some of this stuff I'm talking about actually happened well after that. So it's not, I wouldn't say it's a linear journey at all. Mm. Um, when I ended up quitting my job, I had a few different things that I was doing, none of which are what I'm doing now. Um, I, I won't go into what they were, <laughs> it's a bit of a boring long story, but I tried, I was doing a few different things one of which was career coaching. I I got myself a bit of a career coaching training on the side and I thought I'll do that on the way because I'm good at, you know, changing jobs and changing careers. That will be a good thing to do. What I noticed that was that everyone who came to me was actually more interested in how I quit my job. And so I started writing a blog called Free Range Humans, um, which back 10 years ago or so, I was just 
bit less than that actually, got popular, it got a following, I started collaborating with other organizations to run workshops um, and built an online business pretty quickly from that point. Um, And it was very much for those of us who feel like we don't fully fit, even though on the outside we can be good at, you know, playing the game uh, and pretending that we do. And it was for people who want to find their direction. And that was the beginning of so much of my work today. Uh, With that, I ended up traveling the world. I was a digital nomad full time for maybe five years. Uh, I came back. I then bought my first place in London uh, using the profits from what I'd built up in my self-employed life, which I was super proud of because when I was in a job, I thought that if I quit my job, I'd never be able to buy my own place. So I was like, actually, turns out you, you can completely do that. Uh, then from there, it grew. I ended up moving to LA the other year and I'm moving to New York now. But the core part underneath it has always been growing this movement of talking about these things we don't often talk about, um, especially around the bits of ourselves and the weirdnesses that sometimes don't get a look in. We're trying to look at where we should fit. And what I noticed, and one thing I, I'm really passionate about in, the, in all of this as part of the story is when I started out, it was such a creative space. You know, the whole online world was, there weren't as many formulas. It wasn't a place where you could go, here are 10 steps to kill it online. Like they just, that stuff didn't really exist. And so I was in a really creative, playful space, like creating the foundations for this world today. And when I look at it now, what I'm often seeing is people going from a job saying they want more freedom, following another formula and creating another version of a job for themselves, it, be it in terms of how they live day to day or in the sense of who they should be. You, you know what I mean? Like we end up people going, oh, there's these big people online doing these things. I need to be more like them. And in Free Range Humans and in the book, what we talk about a lot is, yeah, you know, take best case, like best practices, of course, I like don't be silly about things, but really at the heart of it, you know, you're not doing this to go from one world and then end up squishing yourself in and comparing yourself in another. That's not what we're here for. It's about this. It starts from that beginning of understanding who you are, where you really fit and growing something based on that, not based on what other people are doing. Yeah, I think you call it a bespoke career. That's you, the one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's tailored for for them essentially, and uh, it's maximizing all, all of the good parts of themselves. That's that's interesting. So you've mentioned the book a few times. Why is the second edition coming out now? What do you what is new here from the from the first edition? <laughs> a lot. It's um, different. It was different, was- rather. Actually, oh, apart from the cover, which is way better. Um, the, um, the, I do. My publisher approached me and said, do you want to do a second edition? Originally, I was like, I'm not sure. Why would I do that? And I thought about it and I realized, gosh, there was a lot that I left out of my, firstly, of my own story. So these more gentle stuff around talking o- openly about my own like weirdnesses and about other people's was in there, but it wasn't the main thing. So I was like, let's redo it. Let's have these honest things. So one new chapter is called, um, but what if I'm not a shiny haired, super confident entrepreneur? And it has stories of people who are doing this in all circumstances from chronic illnesses to mental health, all these different things. Um, 
that was one of the reasons. Uh, the second reason was uh, it just needed updating because uh, the case studies just didn't feel fully right. And the third reason was actually what I just mentioned there about formulas, about how there are so many formulas out there now that are about starting your own thing. And that's never what we were really about. And so we actually developed a personality, a mini personality profile um, that's towards the end of the book for which type of free ranger or which type of entrepreneur are you? And what does that mean that maybe you don't need to worry about focusing on as much and what might you want to double down on instead? So it's all this stuff that really re-owns that. Um, and yeah, I guess that it's funny. I loved how you opened this podcast with asking about my own story. I can now see while talking to you how much of that has come you know, from this lifelong sense of being a little bit on the edge of things like that yeah. passion for embracing that yeah that's why I yeah. ask, that's why I always like to start with the story <laughs> a lot of people um when I whenever I interview because I do a lot of consulting as well and, and I work with people on their personal brands in addition to diversity and inclusion when I'm working with companies and even with companies or when I'm working with people personally I always say, oh, just tell me the story of the company what, what's the what's the goal or tell me your story what is it you want to do what were your interest and then Sometimes I met with resistance and then by the end of it, they're like, oh, oh, okay, <laughs> because it, there's, a, there's a certain separation that, that happens and it, it ends up becoming a disconnect that, that widens from, from your self now to your ideal self or your company I right now to your ideal company. Um, and so, yeah. And I get, to- by the way, that happened with me within Free Range Humans uh, a few oh. years like. I'll tell you that when after the first edition came out and it did well, like it, it was just shared in lots of big places, got a ton of press. I had a total meltdown. Um, I had about a year of like this most serious depression I've had um, because suddenly I felt erroneously, but I personally felt I had to be a certain thing that people expected me to be. Um, and that wasn't who I was. So I was, I felt that because the, press angles we'd used um I was supposed to be this always happy globe trotting entrepreneur and I'm like we well, you know I'm happy like 80% of the time I'm not like like little miss sunshine all the time and that's not who I am and people expect me also to be like all about business and I'm like if you look at my my bookshelf I read more about you know psychology philosophy like that sort of thing and suddenly I felt like so in a cage that I I ended up actually the other year I actually shut down pretty much all our online courses. Um, I pulled down a six-figure membership because it was so out of alignment with very much what you just saying there, like that that thing that happens in a brand when you go a certain way because it's kind of, you've kind of crept there. It's like, well, you did this one logical step, you did the next logical step. And I found my brand was many logical steps away from who we actually were. Um, and that was a couple of years ago where everything really shifted. Wow. Where, um, where do you yeah. think the pressure was coming from, though? Because you, you, you know, you got the the best-selling book in England, and yep. but who was telling you in your mind that you had to be a certain way? Oh, I was. I was completely. Because like, you think about it, if, you, if you're a massive overachiever for most of your life. Yeah. Which I think a lot of your listeners probably are. I definitely am. I'm like really good at overachieving, um, and I found myself having achieved to this level I'd always wanted to achieve to in, in my personal work. The issue was I had been a little too clever. And I think especially those of us who are good at branding can fall into this trap. We can we can be a little too clever sometimes, and I certainly was, in the sense that I knew what would make what I did big. 
but what I'd forgotten about was what would make what I did me. And I I pulled it like I'd done it as me. Then when it came to the crunch, I was like, what press will we go for? How will we position the book? Uh, how we position the brand? And I just taken these sort of 10 percent. They weren't not me, but they were like my second or third best thing. And yeah. I'd taken everything we talked about here. That wasn't what I was being was being talked about. That was it. one people knew free range humans and knew me. They're like, well, of course, that's what you're about. But when you were just encountering it and people were, you know, you'd run out a survey, what do people want more of? It was always other stuff. Yeah. Um, and I started listening to those voices in my head that said, if you, this is the only thing about you that's valuable. You know, I, I fell into the trap that I'm now so passionate about. I started thinking the only thing about you that's valuable is all the stuff that makes your heart sink a little bit. Uh, And I actually took a little bit of time out. And then I was like, this makes no sense. When I talk to people who know the brand well and what they want more of, it's the stuff I want to do. So everything shifted. But yeah, it's, it's in your own head, I think. Yeah, I love that irony is so funny because while writing a book about freedom, uh, you found yourself caged. (laughs) Completely, completely. I mean, the book itself was fine, but, and this is the thing, I mean, I've seen it, I've been in that world enough. I'm not the only one. Um, I'm just the one who happens to have, once again, to circle around, the more sensitive, like your nervous system, the more sensitive head. I can't kid myself about it because I get really ill. So it's, it's interesting. I, I'm always so open about that part of my story now. Cause it's often, you know, this idea is like, I quit my job and everything was great. It's like, I quit my job. Everything was great. Then I had the biggest meltdown of my life, um, where I sort of sorted myself out by going to Peru and doing ayahuasca whole other podcast. Um, and then came back and really realized there are different layers. And this is why I tell people now, cause I often get people coming you know, to my website now and saying, gosh, you're so clear about who you are. You've got this sense of groundedness of, of, you know, you don't need to prove yourself and that, like, how do I find that? And I'm like, well, it's layers, you know, take the nearest step that you have in front of you. You might discover something else in five years about yourself. You don't know today. You might discover something in a month. You don't know. Um, and I, you know, in 10 years time, I'm sure I'm going to discover something else about me, but this time I'm really committed to, not just having the external success, but being really internally referenced because you know what I mean? Like that's where the good stuff really comes out of the stuff that lasts. Yeah. There's always something to be discovered. And when you get to a point where you feel like you've plateaued, that's when you, it's, it's, it gets really dangerous. Uh, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, the, the, this podcast is definitely going to come out just in time for your book. So where can people find your book and how can people connect with you? Well, the best way, wherever you are, is to go to beafreerangehuman.com. That's where you get all the link outs to the book. You'll see a bit more about it. Um, So check out beafreerangehuman.com, all about the book. Uh, If you're on Instagram, come say hi at Free Range Marianne. I tend to be all over the stories on Instagram. And you can also check out my personal website at mariannecantwell.com or any combination or variation of the above. Okay, well, all that will be in the show notes. But now I want to talk about your personality type uh, yeah. assessment. And I also, I also know that you're an ENFP. I'm an ENFJ, but we'll talk about that later. Let's talk about your personality. Yeah. Uh, the, the, you said you have an assessment. Okay, so we, we actually don't have an assessment. We have a self-identifying profile. So it's not like there's a questions. There's just like mm-hmm. three profiles and you can self-identify. Um, and they were co-developed with a client of mine who is well, actually now a colleague who's an expert in at, in Myers-Briggs and a few and other systems. And it 
came out of this observation where have you ever seen someone who starts out trying to do their own thing and they're really committed and they're really positive, but they just can't get it right consistently for a very long time. Great. I saw a lot of them because I had that business that was helping them. And at one point I was like, I'm getting to know these people really well. They're becoming my friends. And most, a lot of these people, it's not their mindset. Something else is different about this. And I got curious a few years ago. And so I started looking at how did people actually attract? So I look just at attraction, not at anything else. Were there different um, natural styles for attraction? And I found that there was definitely a yes. And so we categorize them into three categories and we call them your attraction styles or the free range attraction styles. And one of them is the attractor, which is I think very much you and definitely me. And these are the people who are very good at being front of house, at drawing people in through you know, having a brand, um, through yeah, being very visible. However, I would say that's 10% of people who are successful at what they do. The problem is it's close to 90% of what we see because the attractor's main thing is being visible. So right. I was like, what eggs right? So when you know you're an attractor, there are certain things you really need to do in order to really be in your power. So a lot of it's about being in your power. If you're hiding your story, then or your brand story, you're not going to be successful as an attractor. If you don't know how to communicate clearly and go from there to purchase, you're not going to be successful as an attractor. But there are things you can you can do to to make sure those things happen. Um, the other two profiles, though, are actually fairly different. They're they're more common, and they're called connector and trusted person. And again, these are about attraction style, not about your who you are. Uh, say when you're with clients, like you can be an attractor and be trusted by your clients. It's about what's the primary way people are attracted to you. So a trusted person is the opposite to an attractor. They are best with one-on-one connections and they form really deep long-term relationships and that's where they get their money from. So they very, very rarely put up a brand and get their social media right and get clients through that. It will be through they've met someone who recommended them to someone else. If they want to go big, then they end up being trusted by, say, a bunch of attractors who bring them in as the the go-to person in this area. And so there's a lot more about that in the book, but that's a very different profile. And Connector, they're the ones who can spend their entire day chatting and somehow seem to come out with this magical way with some sort of a connection that leads to something at the end of it. So Connectors are the chatters. They're the ones who know everybody. Um, and they make their money in totally different ways. And so without going into like doing a long podcast, it's really interesting. Once we were, we tested this for quite a while, how it frees you up to be more of you. Because the first thing we discover when we, we told people about this is everyone thinks that they're all of them. And that's the first one. The second thing is when you discover the one that you are, there's a moment of resistance because you think it's the only bad one. Uh, because it can't have value because it feels too easy. Yeah. It feels right. It feels useless or it feels like you're a show off if you're the attractor or it feels like you're just chatting if you're the connector. Reality is all of them have equal success. So it's not that story isn't true. And the third thing that happens is curiosity. But how can I use this? And I feel like that maps the, our journey of using our weirdness as our edge. Uh, does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. I'm so curious now. I have to get this book. 
yeah. I, I, I'm absolutely fascinated with personality types, and I and I love. Are you? These, oh my goodness! Yeah. I'm so uh, ENFJ. You're on the yeah. You're on the ENFP. Yeah, ENFP. I am a massive Harry Potter fan, so I'm a Ravenclaw. <laughs> Uh, I, I take all these these tests, but with you, it, it says that you're you know your ENFP authors are mostly wildly creative, one of a kind voices of literature. So <laughs> you share Charles Dickens and Frank, and then um and, and then you've also have Amy Schumer, the Ricky Gervais, yes. uh, Jennifer Aniston, J.J. Abrams. All right. Okay. There you go. Apparently, we, we got a few. I, I, by the way, I, I do like a good ENFJ. I think you guys are like you, you're so on it. Um, and yeah, we use profiling so much. Um, I I actually use it in how I partner with people in my work. Really. Um, I use. There's a few systems I use. Uh, one of them being specifically for entrepreneurs. Um, and then there's this like MySpace because it can help you. I think it can help you really to go back to the theme inhabit your weirdness because the other person gets to inhabit theirs. That makes sense. You, you like, I have my colleague who's developed the styles with me. She's an INTJ profile for anyone who knows the system. She's very different to me, very detail oriented, very structured, um, probably less front of house, but like very long term relationships. And we chime completely because I get to inspire with the, the, the big picture and she comes in and she maps out the system in a way that you really understand rationally. And so when you get two people together, I mean, I think two people working well together is like 10 X results every time if you get the right combo. That's, that's right. I love so that. exciting. Ah. This is so, so we could fun, talk about so this topic fun. for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the interest of time, because I know we could talk about this forever. I have I have this final question that I always ask all my guests, and it's my mission statement reframed as a question. So, how do you use your difference to make a difference? Exactly this. I talk really openly about my weirdnesses and all those things, and I help others talk openly about theirs and share that with people. So I, I like to inspire people to use exactly the things that we're most ashamed of. Um, and I do that by talking about mine and talking about other people's as well. Yeah, through transparency. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Marion Catwell, ladies and gentlemen, and gender nonconformers, this is amazing. So what's going to happen now is we're going to make sure the book and then the link to the book is out there. And we'll make sure that you have access to her website and every other thing. But I just want to thank you so much for being authentic, sharing your stories, and talking about the best ways to be free-range humans. Thank you so much. It's been fun. All right. The pleasure is mine. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen and gender non-performers, use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Come